This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. Whether you're an Optus customer or not, you would have heard the news of one of Australia's worst ever data breaches that left millions of Optus customers exposed. So, in this quiz shortcut, we look at how this could happen, what the government's doing to try and stop history repeating, and why a lot of Aussie businesses will be stepping up their cyber game. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, this Optus breach has meant the personal information of potentially 9.8 million Australians has been compromised. It's kind of killed the idea that your details are safe with a big company if you did think so. The trust has somewhat dwindled. Yeah, it sure has. And look, we've just got so used to handing over information every time we buy something. Uh, I suppose unless something really bad has happened to you personally, it's very easy to get a bit complacent about it. But the sheer scale of this Optus breach, uh, including millions of names, dates of birth, even passport and driver's licence numbers, uh, it really is a big wake-up call for many. And I guess the thing is that we really don't have a choice giving over this information. If you want a new phone plan, you need 100 points of ID, and that includes handing over Medicare cards and passports. The question a lot are asking is how could a company as big as Optus not have what they're calling proper protections in place? Yeah, look, it's a great question and it's a question that uh, plenty have asked and plenty more will be said on that as more reviews and investigations are done. As well as the federal agencies that are all over this, Optus has called in Deloitte, which is a big consulting firm, uh, to run a big review. Optus is maintaining that it was a sophisticated attack, but there's been serious dispute about that claim. Uh, Internal sources within the company who have spoken to the media, uh, although haven't put their names forward, uh, suggest that the data didn't require authorization or authentication to access, uh, and that really anyone with a solid knowledge of internet addresses could have cracked the code. I mean, that certainly doesn't include me. I. <laughs> I seem to think it might be quite sophisticated, but on a scale, (laughs) not that sophisticated perhaps. The Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, relatively new Home Affairs Minister, um, of course, with the change of government earlier in the year, says it was like Optus leaving a window open. Yeah, and we know that she gets briefed by the Federal Police and the Australian Cyber Security Centre. Uh, so you certainly wouldn't expect her to say something like that without having a lot of information to hand and having her ducks in a row. Yeah, that's right. Let's take this back a bit. Cyber threats aren't anything new. Previous federal governments have been warning us about this for a long time. They've been telling businesses to harden up their defences. Yeah, and going back to when Malcolm Turnbull was Prime Minister, two pretty big things happened. Uh, The first was that he publicly confirmed that there was a big hack on the Bureau of Meteorology back in 2016. 
that's notable because up until then, governments didn't confirm or deny when there were so-called malicious states trying to get access to our systems. So he was changing tack and really putting sunlight on that problem. Uh, and Turnbull's government thought that the tactic of calling it out, uh, that should probably be the new way forward. Didn't know the bomb would be uh, a target, but Claire, <laughs> let's not get into that right now. Tell us about the other interesting thing that happened. So Turnbull actually said that cybersecurity was the new frontier of warfare uh, and he actually directed our intelligence agencies to get on the offensive. Uh, So not just to sit back and defend our systems, but to actively disrupt and deter uh, those offshore organised cyber criminals. Yeah, so this was five or six years ago. And at that time, even then, there were thousands of attacks in Australia. Yeah, that's right. Some 47,000 cyber incidents in 2017. uh, And that's defined as anything that might compromise a business's activities, whether it's a scam email or someone trying to steal intellectual property uh, or just maliciously trying to take them offline. 47,000 cyber incidents in 2017, just to repeat that. That's a lot. And it seems like the scale of what happened at Optus because of those numbers, because of what we were seeing even back then, was almost inevitable. So let's take a look at what governments are trying to do now to stop history repeating. Claire, we know the government's pretty unhappy with Optus. It's promising big law changes. Yeah, there are a few things. So let's start with the penalties for this. Uh, The fine for a data breach is currently capped at $2.2 million, uh, which is kind of petty cash for a multi-billion dollar company. The Albanese government says that it needs to be much bigger than that. Uh, We know other countries have fines in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So it looks like it will happen uh, because the coalition is supportive of that move too. And then plenty of people have been asking also, especially, of course, Optus customers, why they're still holding on to personal information from some six years ago. Yeah, that's right. And it looks like there will be changes coming to the Privacy Act so that that can't happen. Uh, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus says that the idea that Optus was hanging on to some of this data well after customers left isn't right. And he said that the laws will be toughened to ensure companies can't hang on to data unless it's explicitly required to by the government for some reason. And to be clear, telcos, telecommunication companies like Optus are required to hang on to some data. This has a lot to do with our response to modern terrorism. Governments don't want criminals to be able to get burner phones and leave no trace. So data working for the good in some cases. Yeah, that's right. And those telecommunications laws require companies to hang on to information used to identify people uh, while the account is active and for two years afterwards. But the cyber experts are still a bit flummoxed as to why Optus had so much data and for so long. Uh, But they also agreed that the law could be a lot clearer. Yeah, that's right. I heard a partner at a big law firm, Gilbert and Tobin, recently called data retention laws in Australia a nightmare. Yeah, that's right. And you might have heard Optus defend itself early on in this saga, uh, saying that it needed to hang on to information because it was required to. Uh, And some law firms back that up. Uh, They say that some data needs to be kept two years, uh, other bits five or seven years. Uh, So businesses just default to the position of keeping everything. 
And when you put it like that, you can perhaps understand why they do so. It's pretty likely, though, that there will be law changes coming on how long companies can keep data, as well as much bigger fines. What else has the government flagged? I think we can expect to see mandatory reporting laws. So if this happens again, any company with a suspected data breach uh, has to notify its customers in a pretty short time frame. Yeah, the government's had some pretty cross words for Optus this week about the fact that he had taken out advertising but hasn't actually directly and personally notified customers if their Medicare or driver's licence details were part of the breach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The Government Services Minister, Bill Shorten, uh, says 11 days after the breach, he was still waiting for Optus to confirm whose Medicare details might have been out there. Yeah, and that's so Centrelink could put extra security measures in place. Claire, we've established widespread cyber breaches have been a problem for quite a while. Why are we only talking about these law changes now? Look, to be fair, it's not like previous governments have done nothing. Uh, We've had two big cybersecurity strategy documents, one in 2016 and the next in 2020. Uh, So in 2016, the government invested more than $200 million uh, and actually set up that Australian Cyber Security Centre, which the current government is really leaning on with this Optus case. And it's worth noting that telecommunications companies actually fought against the federal government imposing mandatory cybersecurity standards on them just a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's right. And the Minister, Claire O'Neill, has said that she has the powers to set minimum standards for a whole range of sectors, but not the telcos. And that's because they actually argued that they have tougher defences than anyone else. So they didn't need the code. Uh, And they said that it would stifle their innovation and just be a cost burden. Yeah, a bit of irony there. And of course, there'd be plenty of companies looking at what's happening with Optus going, I don't want this to happen to me. Let's look at the cost this cybercrime is having on Aussie businesses. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. A lot of this discussion around the Optus hack seems kind of intangible, like how bad actually is it? What can actually happen? But there are attacks on businesses every day around the country and the experts say it could be costing the economy billions. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. The Australian Institute of Criminology did a study last year. Around a third of Aussies have experienced some sort of cybercrime and they estimated that in a single year, the cost to the economy was $3.5 billion. Uh, About $2 billion of that was directly lost by victims and $1.4 billion was spent on trying to prevent it. 
Yeah, there's a lot of attention on this massive breach, but the fact is it's happening all over the country every day to many businesses. Yep, businesses big and small can get caught up in these things. Uh, Also, individuals can give money to investment scams or online dating sites. Uh, They might go to an internet shopping site and pay money for goods that never come. Uh, It happens quite a bit. Yeah, that's right. It's only the cyber attacks on big businesses and government agencies that get all of the attention. The truth is that nearly half of these attacks are happening to small or medium businesses. It can be make or break. Oh, yeah, it sure can. And it's usually not the companies that have big IT departments. Uh, And you know that during the pandemic, many small businesses went online for the first time. Uh, They, of course, were trying to sell their products during lockdown. So there are a lot of businesses out there who have very little experience or capability in this area. Yeah, the Council of Small Business is pretty worried at how unprepared the sector is. Yeah, and even with the basics like being able to withstand a ransomware attack, uh, so that can happen if you click on an unknown pop-up or opening emails or files from unknown sources. Uh, It can then lock up the business's files and then you get a demand for payment to unlock it. Don't click on a pop-up. Don't (laughs) click on a (laughs) pop-up. Just to the stats, in just two years from 2020 to 2022, more than double the number of businesses said they'd been targeted by a ransomware attack. Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. And what small businesses have been saying is that they need more help. Uh, Alexi Boyd from the Council of Small Business says uh, that the problem is that small businesses are worried about worker shortages, uh, just keeping their doors open, paying their electricity bills. Uh, Cyber just hasn't been a priority. Uh, That is until it's too late. And we'll pop a link to some more information on this. The Australian Cybersecurity Centre does have what it calls the Essential Eight. That's eight strategies for all businesses to help mitigate the cyber risk. It's just that not enough people get around to actually doing it. We know what it's like to run a small business. Who has time? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And look, here's hoping that at least something good can come out of this, uh, that the Optus breach is a bit of a wake-up call to all of us, whether you're in business or whether you personally need to sort your stuff out. Going off to change my email password right now. <laughs> that's your shortcut to cybersecurity. Each week we give you a recommendation for some further reading, listening or watching. As promised, do yourself a favour. No matter if it's for your home computer or your small business, do a health check on your cyber defences. That essential eight checklist from the Government Intelligence Geeks is in your episode notes now. And I've got a link to an episode of a really good podcast called Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, Trevor Long is a bit of a guru and he pops up on the radio and the television all the time. Uh, He really steps through what happened with this Optus case uh, and what you need to do to protect yourself. That's Squish Shortcuts for another week. Thanks as always for listening and we'll be back with you next week. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.